This podcast is brought to you by the Voinovich School of Leadership and Public Affairs at Ohio University. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Jazzed About Work, where we talk about everything that might have an impact on your career. Today, our topic is federal government employment, and our guest, Catherine Troutman, knows all about it. Catherine is a widely quoted expert on how to pursue a government job. You can visit her website, Resume Place, for a wealth of information. In this episode, Catherine will describe how the complicated federal hiring system works, and she'll offer practical tips in case you're thinking about going after a government job. Catherine, you're a leading expert on how to snag a, a federal government job, and I know people are really interested these days in government jobs, more than they have been for a while. But before we get into the practical tips, could you tell us a bit about your career and how you became sort of the go-to person for talking about getting a federal job? Sure, I'd be glad to, Bev. I started the resume place in Washington, D.C. a long time ago. Actually, it was 1971. And I was the first resume service back on N Street Northwest in D.C., where we were working on resumes for lobbyists from K Street and students from GW University and just, you know, working with um, government people. Then all of a sudden, uh, 1996, USA Jobs came about, the Internet came about. And the government switched its application form from a really long, uh, horrendous green form to a resume. And I thought, oh, a resume. Well, (laughs) I've been working on the forms, the 171, for so long. I think that I should write a book on how to write a federal style resume. So that was the beginning of the resume place as it is today, 96. I wrote that first book and I created the format for the very first ever federal resume. And I've just continued from there, and um, people need to know how to write a federal resume if they want to get a federal job. That is um, really positioning you as as knowing all the history and all the ins and outs, um, And but I want to hear some of those for listeners who might be interested, but before we get into the resumes and the other details, it might be helpful if you'd clarify for us the kinds of federal jobs. There's a lot of um, press about the political jobs. And, and, and then sometimes we hear from senior executive service type people, but most people are after other kinds of jobs. Can you explain the categories of government jobs? I sure can. So um, most of our work has been all around USA jobs. Those are called competitive service jobs. And you go to USA jobs and you look for jobs that might fit your background or in your uh, local geographic area. And that's a process that's really complicated, but it's just the way it is. You apply on USA jobs and the resume has to match the job announcement. And those are permanent or temporary competitive civil service jobs. And then uh, right now we have political appointee jobs. It just started collecting maybe two or three weeks ago for the Biden-Harris administration. Those are political appointee jobs. They are not permanent jobs. They are for four years, probably. And um, you apply on the Biden-Harris resume page, separate, not USA Jobs at all. And there is no job announcement to apply to. 
there's only put your resume into that online page and select your policy areas and select your agency. So that's very different. And then for the senior executive service, well, you go back to USA Jobs for that. And that's an executive um, application that is 21 pages long. I know it's amazing because the uh, Office of Personnel Management wants you to tell 10 leadership stories along with your application and you have to write them to submit. So the three applications are really different. Well, let's let's think about what uh, I guess most people think of as your basic government jobs, the competitive service jobs. To start, why is it, um, and I have some views, but I'm not the expert. So I'm asking you, why is it that despite the complications, so many people are interested in government jobs, particularly lately? Well, yeah, it's a really good idea. The government, uh, U.S. government is the largest employer in the United States, and a lot of people don't know that because they just don't realize it. Walmart used to be number one, and now they're not. So government's big, and it's everywhere. It's in every state. And the jobs are very stable. So, for instance, with the pandemic, people didn't lose their jobs. They just worked from home. And so the jobs are really stable. If you get a permanent federal job, you stand a very strong chance of keeping that job or a federal job for your entire career. So it's really, um, you know, a commitment. The, the pay is really good. They, they write down what the pay is. You know what it is when you go in. Um, they have steps that you go through to get promotions every year. Uh, there's a lot of possibility for new positions and promotions once you're inside. They give you a lot of training. The benefits are really, really good for insurance and uh, family leave. So it's just a really stable employer. And right now, with what's happening with corporate America and with government contracting, the safest, most stable employer out there is the U.S. federal government at the moment. So I think this is going to be a really big year for people to finally really just look at USA Jobs and take it more seriously than ever because the government's hiring. And they're hiring around the country, aren't they? Oh, it's yeah, around the world. The government has uh, federal jobs around the world, as well as the United States. And, and they're going to be hiring more to help with this uh, COVID-19 vaccine distribution and all the public health issues that are coming, as well as the CARES Act and the financial support that's being provided by the U.S. government. It's just going to be really busy for hiring. There um, are comments out there in the media, including some from you, saying that um, the Biden administration will be following different procedures and looking for different things when it recruits candidates for jobs. Now, is that just talking about the those the senior political jobs or um, will the hiring situation in 2021 be pretty much as it's been in the last few years in terms of mix of people and, and processes and so forth? Well, USA Jobs is the same. That hasn't changed any. There will be more jobs posted because the agencies are going to grow. There, there's more services needed for Americans right now. So there will be more jobs posted, but that application process is going to stay the same. You submit your resume into USA Jobs and put your resume into the builder and find the jobs and just do the whole USA Jobs thing. 
um, in terms of Biden's hiring of new uh, transition people, that's going to be different than Trump. We, we don't even know how Trump did his hiring for political appointees because he didn't hire very many. Um, but Biden has this resume page that's posted and how they will review resumes, we don't know. Just put your resume in there and select your policy and functional areas. And maybe you know someone that might help. Well, let's start with the USA jobs type resume. Um, can you kind of walk us through the uh, aspects of a, of a strong resume? Yes, I sure can. So my book, The Federal Resume Guidebook, was the first book on the topic, and it's seventh edition now. And there's a massive difference between the federal resume and private sector resume. Private sector resumes, on average, are two pages long. Federal resumes, on average, are five pages long, uh, twice the length. And that is because the HR reviewers need to see all of the skills and all of the knowledge, skills, and abilities that the person has to support this application. Because the resume you submit for USA Jobs is, is like a, a legal document. It needs to prove that you have the one-year specialized experience that's written in the job announcement. Most people just look at job announcements, they read the duties, and they submit their resume. Well, if you do that, you might not get best qualified because really the resume has to match the section in the announcement that says qualifications required. And it's not a hard section to find. It's in every single announcement, and it's usually only six to eight sentences long. But that's very, very important to look for that and match it. So that's one thing you have to do is match the resume. Then another thing you want to do to try to get referred to a manager is to add a couple of accomplishments to the resume so that your resume stands out so that you know, the HR person will refer you to the manager and so that the manager might want to meet you. If you don't have anything that stands out on the resume, I don't know that you'll get an interview. I don't know that you'll get referred because the competition is, is just too much. You have to really sell yourself. And people have a hard time selling themselves in their resume or their interview. They, they just say what they're responsible for and and then they don't talk about these projects they've been on or problems they've solved. But to stand out with federal, whether it's political appointee or whether it's competitive, you've got to add two to five accomplishments to your resume so that you can get maybe a referral or an interview. So those are the two important things. Five pages, match the announcement to the resume and add two to five accomplishments. Those are my big tips for writing the federal resume. We'll be back with Bev after this brief message. The Voinovich School of Leadership and Public Affairs at Ohio University is having an impact today while providing innovative education for tomorrow's leaders. The master's program in public administration and environmental studies lead students to greatness in nonprofit, environmental, public sector, and government settings. Learn to lead at the Voinovich School. We're now accepting applications. Information is available at ohio.edu backslash Voinovich School. 
it strikes me as you're talking that this is um, not unlike how resumes are evolving generally. It used to be that a resume was just kind of a chronology of what jobs you had. But I think these days, um, employers want to know, um, they want to know why you could fit in for the job that's announced. And they want to know some things you've actually done and some skills you actually have. So it sounds like your advice would um, work well for anybody who's thinking about a jobs. But with that in mind, can can you talk a little bit about the kind of accomplishments and um, strengths that people should be trying to show in their resume? Is an, is an accomplishment that you did your job or is it better if it's measurable? What What's a good example of a, a, an accomplishment? An easy way to think about an accomplishment would be a problem that you solved at your job. What was the problem and what did you do to resolve it? And what were the results of the problem? And a lot of people don't even think about that when they're writing their resumes. They just write, what am I responsible for? Instead of what have I done that's above and beyond my regular duties every day? And when I teach my classes, I teach federal resume writing inside of federal agencies. And I'll, I'll ask my class members, so what's the difference between an everyday duty and an accomplishment? And they'll say, well, the duties are email and I check on my customers and I check on budgets. But then I have these special projects that I'm working on. It could be a new database. It could be a new um, spreadsheet that you've created or a problem that you're working on for a customer or a big deadline. Those are the things that will help you to get referred to a manager or to get the interview or to talk about in the interview. So we encourage people to add these accomplishments, problem solving. What is your big challenge right now? Uh, people have a lot of challenges with doing their jobs during COVID-19 and their jobs have gone from 100% live to 100% virtual and they have to manage their time better. They have to improve their meetings, their agendas better. They have to have better accountability because they're not in person with their supervisor. There's a lot of changes in the workforce now because of the new uh, work processes were being virtual. So we're hearing a lot of COVID challenges with achieving their work in their resumes now. So the kinds of um, information that you include and in accomplishments um, include uh, situations where you've overcome difficulties because that's what people want now. People with soft skills who can work with other people and also overcome barriers and difficulties during difficult times. And that's being reflected even with these um, federal uh, resumes, which are kind of formulaic, right? Absolutely. Uh, putting in the problems you've solved or challenges you're facing, new projects you're implementing, saving money. Um, you know, it was on the news recently, the federal government had a, has a security problems. They, people might be working on improving security operations to improve information management. Any kind of improvements or problem solving would help the resume to stand out rather than just writing about what's on your position description or what your duties are every day. These days, if you don't write something unique on your resume for you to stand out, the chances of getting an interview are very small. I Yeah, I think it's the, the same across the board. In the private sector, one thing I've noticed is that LinkedIn has become really important, that 
you apply, um, you have your resume, you fill out the form, you go online, whatever it is, but you can expect that uh, your social media platform may also be uh, examined and particularly people might look you up on LinkedIn if they're at all interested. Does social media and LinkedIn and other websites and things, do they come into play at all in the federal process? Oh, absolutely. LinkedIn is reviewed by managers. They take a look at it and see if the resume, if the uh, LinkedIn matches the resume and your application. And um, they look to see what your areas of specialization are and maybe groups that you belong to. So you really definitely do want to keep your LinkedIn up to date and add those accomplishments to it and certifications that you have. And you just got to be very visible. And LinkedIn then really for government jobs like other uh, jobs, it gives you a sense to kind of fill out or a way to fill out the picture. If you have a limited amount of time and uh, the process and a limited amount of space on the resume, uh, maybe it's harder to get your personality through. But if you go to LinkedIn, you can show something about your values and uh, your activities and your personality and whether you'd be good to work with, right? So it's something um, that it's just part of presenting your brand. And it sounds like what you're saying is that even though the uh, federal process is pretty formulaic, the people who are reviewing it are going to get the same sense of, or want the same sense of who you are. Is is that right? That's right. They, they, They could learn a little bit more about you on LinkedIn but I don't think they look at LinkedIn very long. I think they just look to see if you're there and if it matches. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a big study. I think it's just a, a quick look on social media. But um, the really big thing for federal is a resume. And then there's another part of the competitive application I should mention. Um, if you apply for any USA Jobs announcement, there's usually something called the self-assessment questionnaire that you have to fill out for every announcement. And that's where you rate your skills on, oh, 10 to 20 different skill sets for the job. And that's a really important test. It's a test that you assess your skills from anywhere from expert to um, I do this work independently, or I do this work um, supervised, or I don't know anything about this work. So watch for that questionnaire when you're applying for competitive service, because you want to give yourself all the credit that you can. And then the answers in the questionnaire need to match the resume. Now, a lot of private sector companies are also using self-assessment questionnaires. So this is not just for the federal government, but just know that that questionnaire is a screen out and it's a test and it's important and take your time and hopefully the resume matches your score. And so those two things are the critical factors for competitive. Now, point E, they don't have the questionnaire. They don't have the job descriptions. It's really just resume and cover letter and hopefully it's impressive and matches a job that you want. The uh, self-assessment skills, it sounds like that could be pretty varied just as jobs are varied. It might be uh, technical skills, um, IT skills, or those kind of things, or it could be really soft skills like um, uh, leading teams or collaboration. Is the full range of skill sets likely to show up on those questionnaires? Oh yeah, the questionnaires are fascinating, really. They're kind of, they can be funny and interesting and very challenging. I, I, I like reading them. Some of them, they're super technical, of course, for IT and cyber jobs and Intel. 
but then they also do the, the core competencies, customer services and teamwork, flexibility, problem solving. You never know what you're going to find in the questionnaire. They're, you can preview the questionnaires on the announcement on the top side of the announcement. So you want to look at them ahead before you apply and just know that it's going to be there and look for it and read it and take your time and give yourself all the credit you can. They're just fascinating. It feels like it um, may take a while to get the hang of the federal approach. Do you suggest to people that um, they should try for more than one job, that it might take a while? Or is all of this learnable in the process so you don't have to think, oh, I'm going to have to try and get it better and better? Oh, yes. <laughs> Believe me, it's learnable. You you do have to uh, take your time and begin and and uh, you can even track and follow up with USA Jobs. There's a page in there that tells you what what your results were with your resume. You can find out if you were ineligible or qualified or best qualified or referred. They tell you right in your account. So you want to make sure you look at what happened. Um, I think a person should apply to maybe 10 jobs before they can get worried or think about, oh, why am I not getting referred? Uh, Clearly, I mean, there are 17,000 jobs posted almost every day. So uh, this is not a one onesie twosie thing. This is a 2030 thing. You got it. This is very serious. If you want a federal job, you got to be determined and persevering. And my book would help if you would follow the samples in the book. <laughs> All right. So, so tell us again the name of the book. The book, the book is called The Federal Resume Guidebook. And it's got samples in the book that are correct for federal resumes. And these samples are the ones that we teach inside of agencies. I'm a government contract trainer. So we train people inside of government on how to get promoted. And those resume formats are very well received. I call it the outline format because we use, we use small paragraphs instead of bullets. So the private sector resumes is known for bullets, lots and yeah. lots of bullets. This resume is a narrative, more of a narrative style. And we use all cap keywords that come straight out of the announcement and then the HR people can read them. Oh, really important, Bev, you don't know this, but all of the resumes that go into USA Jobs are read by human HR people, not by an automated system. Isn't wow. that amazing? It I is know. amazing. So I know. You've said two things that I wasn't aware of that kind of blow my mind. One is that everything um, is read by human people as a start. That's that's amazing still. But the other one is that you can go in there and get feedback. The, one of the most frustrating things about the job search process for a lot of people is you never know why they didn't hire you. You never know that went wrong. But, but in a federal process, you got to try again and again, but they can, the process kind of teaches you how to get better. Is that what you're saying? Yes, that is what I'm saying. It's really excellent. You will get first you'll get an email from OPM that will state the results and the letter is a little bit hard to read. But if you go into your account with your username password, there's a page called applicant tracking and you can see all the positions you applied for and you can see a little bar on the right that says received, ineligible, referred, even the word selected will show up once in a while. And you can see what the status is. So let's say, Beverly, you applied for a job for a writer, editor, or public affairs specialist, and you know that you're really well qualified for this job and that you could apply as a public person. And your results came back as ineligible. And you were shocked. You couldn't believe it. Why? 
Why was I ineligible? Well, you could write to the HR person that's listed on the announcement and their email and phone number is right there. And you could say, why was I found ineligible? I don't understand. What did I do wrong? And then they'll write back to you and tell you what you did wrong so you can fix it next time. True. Really, they do that. Wow. That's amazing. It's just, uh, it doesn't happen in most processes. That's that's for sure. Now, here's a, a different kind of question. When I'm um, working with people who are looking at companies or universities or all kinds of organizations, um, the advice I start with is often do your research, learn about what this organization is, learn about what they do, what who their customers are, um, you know, what their mission is. Do you offer the same kind of um, suggestion in the federal process or is it really all focused on that job description? Well, I definitely recommend people read the website for whatever agency they want to work for. Look at the mission statement and and uh, what their objectives are and read their press releases and look at their mission, their customers. Absolutely. It's fascinating. And what the agencies do is so different. I mean, you might decide by looking at the agency mission that you don't want to work for a certain mission, that you want to work for a different mission. Like Park Service is so different from Defense Health Agency. I mean, <laughs> I think looking at mission is critical yeah. before you go applying for jobs. And and the announcements do list right at the top the description of the mission. And you could decide, do I want to work with this mission or not? And apply or don't apply. Looking at mission is critical for government. Yes. So you sound passionate about... Um the the value of government jobs and um, the um, the process itself as something that's worthwhile and can lead to a good place. I um, I love your passion. So we're <laughs> thank you. We're about running out of time, but with thinking about all that passion, do you have any final advice or encouragement for people who think, oh, I'd love a government job, but it's just too hard? Any any encouragement? Well, you know, one thing that people could do is just go to USA Jobs and set up the account. It will take a half an hour to set up the account. But once you set up the account, you can go into USA Jobs and search for jobs in your city and state. And you can set up a save search so that the jobs will come to you. Let's say you live in San Diego and all the jobs in San Diego making about $75,000 a year could come to you every day. And you could just look at them, just like you look at Facebook every day, or you look at the news every day. You could look at these jobs that are in San Diego. Um, you can also select by the type of job. You could select IT jobs or admin jobs or public health. And those jobs come to you every day. Just look at them and see if you're interested in them and look at the duties and look at the mission. And then, you know, if you're interested, then you better get on the resume and start applying and look at the questionnaire. But that's the first thing to do is just look at the jobs, look at the duties. And then the best way to do it really is the save search, because if you have to go and do an original search every day, you're probably not going to do it. Because like on my phone, I get these little feeds from CNN and everywhere. The feeds are what you look at. And that's what you need from USA Jobs. So set up a save search for San Diego, IT specialist, 75,000, open to the public, and the jobs will come to you every single day. And pretty soon you might get intrigued and decide, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm doing it. I'm interested. Wow. That is encouraging that uh, you can um, be supported 
by the system as you're learning and you're trying and you don't have to um, make up your mind. If you're just thinking about it, you can plunge in and then you'll get lots and lots of opportunities to decide if you want to take one more step. That's right. The Save Search is really helpful for a campaign if you're serious and that'll just come to you and then it'll lead you to reading the announcements and then you might go forward with a resume and the five page resume with accomplishments and all that and reading the questionnaire. It's 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 a little complicated, but it results in a job for a lifetime. So, hey, <laughs> that's a good idea. That's right. Well, thank you so much, Catherine. I feel like, uh, you know, I work in the career arena all the time, but the political jobs um, I tend to know more about are the Capitol Hill jobs. And I didn't know much about the details of the process these days of getting started. So I found this really helpful, and I, I bet that our um, listeners have too. Thanks very much for uh, being here today. Thank you very much. Today we've been talking with career expert Katherine Troutman about how to snag a government job. This podcast is produced by WOUB Public Media. Adam Rich is our audio engineer. I'm your host, Bev Jones, author of Think Like an Entrepreneur, Act Like a CEO. Today's tip is that a powerful government job search, like any job search, starts with good research. Focus in on specific agencies and look carefully at what they do and how you might fit in. Thanks for joining us today. If you have comments or suggestions for Jazzed About Work, email me at beverlyejones at me.com. That's B-E-V-E-R-L-Y-E-J-O-N-E-S at me.com.